Hello, and thank you for joining us today. This is Victoria Schnipps, and I'm here with my dear friend, Geraldo Rivera. Hi, everybody. Welcome. This is Straight Talk, health and wellness brought to you by HIPAAvideo.net. You know Geraldo from his Emmy award-winning television career. You might not know him, but he's also an attorney, an advocate, and a world-renowned journalist. I'm honored to have him co-host this podcast with me. The world has changed. Although telemedicine has been available, the use of it has exploded. We're delighted to be brought to you today by HIPAA Video. Thank you, Vicki. Great to be here with you. I'm thrilled to be uh, helping you uh, co-host this weekly podcast. In each episode, we'll bring you straight talk from doctors, nutritionists, and newsmakers on issues that are critical to your health and wellness. I want to tell you first uh, how Vicki and I met. I remember almost a half century ago how the two of us and a great gang of moms and activists worked together to help move the world on how people with disabilities live their lives. Today, there are challenges, again, just to stay alive and well. We'll present some powerful opportunities to learn about health and wellness. With this series, we'll present some powerful ideas to change your lives as well. Well, yes, Geraldo, it has been a lifetime ago when we met, and I was marching and advocating for my daughter, Lara, at Willowbrook. You put the spotlight on the problem, and we're continuing to make changes today. And now, with this powerful podcast, our program is brought to you by HIPAAvideo.net, the company that has revolutionized the way to bring you professional services right into your home, through your phone or your computer. So I'd like to introduce to you all a man who has spent his life doing innovative things in the technology medical world. Welcome, Roger Greenwald. Roger, I think you have the very fancy title of HIPAA Compliant Officer for HIPAAvideo.net. Is that correct? It's close enough for government work. Uh, I'm responsible for their regulatory affairs and their compliance to the regulations, yes. So, you know, with uh, life being where it is and people being stuck in their homes, I think telemedicine has never been more important to people's health and wellness than it is now. But yet this HIPAA video was created uh, before the chaos began. And tell us a little bit about what is the power of it being HIPAA compliant. All right, that's a, it's a, uh, an interesting question. Um, so first of all, back in way back in 1996, uh, there was a new law passed called HIPAA, which is the Health Insurance Portability and Accountability Act, um, which is a lot of words. And it was aimed at essentially protecting the rights and the private information of patients. And as you well know, uh, back in those days, everything was done in paper. And so what they were trying to do was create a system where when a patient moved from one uh, healthcare provider to another, they could take their medical records with them. 
so they didn't have to redo all of their testing and their history, um, and also to ensure privacy so they wouldn't be denied insurance uh, and it wouldn't be used uh, to discriminate against them in searching for a job, for example. Mm. That's where this all started. That's interesting. Was there a case or was there some kind of lawsuit that was brought or is it just something that came out of their own, um, you know, the growth of other opportunities? I, I think it came out of uh, HHS uh, just as an opportunity because people uh, had some, some concerns about the healthcare world. And what happened is this then um, changed again. It, it does this periodically. And they added another section called the High Tech Act, um, which coincided with the desire of the FDA and HHS and others to move to electronic medical records. And that was a revolution in the industry because all of a sudden doctor's offices used electronic healthcare records, you know, uh, started to maintain all of this information in a way that was much easier to move around and maintain, but also much more likely to be leaked out to places it shouldn't go. Um, so, for example, we're having a video conference right now. We're talking over the Internet, and the Internet is a notoriously insecure location. So um, electronic health records, which came into being uh, as part of a, a government mandate starting in 2009, uh, make it much easier to maintain very complete records. So your healthcare organization has electronic records of every visit you've ever had, uh, your blood pressure, uh, your conditions, your treatments, your, your allergies, all of that stuff, um, which is very powerful for your healthcare provider. But because this can now be is stored electronically, it's also much uh, easier for this to become adulterated and stolen. And when healthcare records go into the wrong hands, um, you can imagine the chaos that can, can ensue. Who identified this and realized that there is a way to create a platform that patients should feel secure that their records are not going to be hacked? Uh, this happened in a lot of places simultaneously in the IT community where people started to worry about how do you protect electronic information. So, for example, in the world of cell phones, uh, Apple is notorious for having figured out how to encrypt their phones uh, to, to keep the privacy of the data that's stored on the phone. But that doesn't secure the data when it flies over the network and goes to someone else. And so it was left up to industry to figure out how to comply with the protection regulations. Um, and HIPAA video was founded in large part to figure out how to build a computer networked uh, communication system that from the ground up was designed to protect the privacy of this information from outside use. So this kind of HIPAAvideo.net, which is available to all professionals to rent, right? They have a program. If you could talk a little bit about how HIPAA video uh, is able to be used uh, by doctors very inexpensively as well as uh, powerfully for protection of their patients. Certainly. So the, the method of operation of HIPAA video, of course, is, is very technical, uh, more technical than I am, and I'm pretty technical. <laughs> uh, but essentially, when you are on their platform using your browser, uh, the information that is transmitted between the physician and the patient uh, doesn't go through any software. 
the stuff is encrypted, it moves through the ether, and it winds up at the other place with no intermediate steps uh, where it can be intercepted. And it's encrypted in both directions. So that immediately creates a situation where any private information uh, in a conversation between a physician and any records that might be shown, things of that nature, are very secure. But additionally, this information doesn't even reside on HIPAA video servers. So in the case that there was a breach of their private information on, on the HIPAA video infrastructure, that stuff just isn't there and available to people. I've been delighted to talk to Roger Greenwald, who is the HIPAA compliant officer for HIPAAvideo.net. Thank you for your time. It's been a great pleasure, Vicki. Thank you. Thank you, Roger. Bye now. Dr. Joel Student, who is a plastic surgeon and a specialist in both reconstruction as well as doing a variety of uh, liposuction, scars, breast enhancements. So welcome back, Joel. How are you? I am good. No good. complaints. Back, back to full work now, which is very good. Oh, great. At this point, we're back to full, you know, full seeing patients. So wow. there, there are some patients that don't want to come in and I'll, you know, use telemedicine and, you know, video chat with them. But most patients uh, at this point, uh, you know, want to come in. All right. So are you doing surgery now as well as doing uh, office consultations? What are you finding is happening in the practice? No, there's a lot of pent up demand. There's no question about it. People are anxious to get back into things and, uh, you know, we've got a full slate of surgery books. I already did three cases so far this week and uh, a full surgery? slate of uh, surgery? Yeah, yeah, surgery ah. and people visiting. They've opened up uh they've opened up both ambulatory surgery and uh and full medical visits as of this week. Wow, that's a big breakthrough. Everybody's been very anxious about that. And I know that, uh, you know, one of the things we talked about in our last uh, talk is about hippovideo.net and how that telemedicine platform has been really most helpful to you through the crisis. Were you practicing medicine through that platform until now? Um, we were using hip, we, we were using uh, the, uh, you know, the HIPAA video until now. Uh, and now we still use it sometimes because what's interesting is that while I am allowed to see patients, uh, there are a lot of patients that don't want to come in because they don't want to expose themselves to being in a medical office, even though we're taking full precautions. And, you know, as far as I'm concerned, it's very safe. We're sterilizing rooms between patients. There's only one patient in the office at any given time. My nurses actually open the doors and uh, close the doors with gloves so the patients never touch any surfaces or doorknobs. But, you know, even with that and going into a room that's sterilized between each person in the office, never stopping in the, uh, the waiting room or at the front desk, there are people that believe that they're better off home, and I can't argue with that. So there's still room, a lot of room, for telemedicine. So can you be uh, following up with your patients through telemedicine? Is that something that works for you and for the patient? Well, it's not perfect. I mean, certainly an in, uh, in-person visit allows you to feel and, you know, what's going on, which sometimes is necessary, but very frequently patients have concerns that you can tell in two seconds on telemedicine, 
is not something to be concerned about or is something they should come in and see you about. So you can save a lot of visits. Well, I think, you know, uh, with this life that we're living, it's not going to be over so fast. And certainly knowing that there are other ways that they can come into your procedure, but they may be able to see you on telemedicine with a HIPAA video. And that really is an interesting way to be maybe a little bit more in a comfort zone to go uh, to work with uh, procedures like now. Yep, no question. I think that a lot of people are not going to want to come in. Well, I think that's, you know, we want to make sure people have a comfort zone. And I think that's what you're doing, too. You know, uh, my grandson just fell off a bicycle. And uh, right away, uh, you know, he had his face uh, scarred or scratched. Do you do that kind of surgery, too? Is that part of what you do? I mean, I know the big processes, the little ones. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, again... Uh, you know, in that situation, it depends on what you're looking at. There are very frequently times where using telemedicine, I can tell a person they have nothing to worry about and just put a little bacitration on it. Don't worry about it. Whereas there are other times you see right away that the person needs care. Well, and I think, you know, that's the key in terms of being able to say, okay, this is more than a Band-Aid. Come on in. Is there anything that you look for to say you would like with something like that that you've got to come in it just quickly and how fast do you have to do that every situation is different i mean there's no there's no standard answer to that question because it's a combination of you know if it's a trauma situation did they fall and hit their head uh, you know is there, is there a need for x-rays I mean, every situation is different so what had you uh, made you make your own center rather than using a hospital how did it come to pass that you built your own uh, but do you call plastic surgery? Is that am I using the right language? Yep, yep, yep. The answer is that um, for plastic surgery, in some cases, you're there uh, because you need to be immediately. Meaning that there's a surgeon in the middle of the operating room, and whether it's a mastectomy and they need a plastic surgeon for post-cancer reconstruction, or whether it's trauma, or whether it's a cancer surgery, and you know, the the doctor can't put Humpty Dumpty back together again because there's too many pieces missing and they call plastics in a panic and we're the cavalry. Basically, we go in and, you know, take from other body parts with microsurgery and rebuild the part that's missing. Um, and, you know, that is operating room stuff. But the elective plastic surgery, whether it's cosmetic surgery, like breast implants, facelifts, eye lifts and things like that, liposuction, or even whether it's, um, you know, elective but necessary surgery where you're doing a later stage reconstruction of some post-trauma or cancer thing, um, you know, very frequently in the hospital, you'll get there and there'll be some heart emergency or some, you know, trauma emergency. And the first thing they bump is the reconstructive plastics because it's elective. And so the patient's up all, all night worrying and, you know, not having anything to eat or drink since midnight. And all of a sudden they get to the hospital and they're told they've been bumped until five o'clock tonight. And that's not convenient for the doctor and distressing for the patient. And so many years ago, I decided that it was worthwhile to build an accredited ambulatory surgery center. And in the hospitals, you very frequently get nurse anesthetists giving the anesthesia. and you know, here I've got my own board-certified anesthesiologist that comes in, nurses, PAs, 
and I've got the same certification that they have in the hospital. And interestingly, at most of the hospitals, including the big one near me, when you go for day surgery, you're not being done in the hospital anyway. The day surgery hospital center is actually freestanding just about as far away from the main hospital as I am right now. And so, you know, basically you have the same equipment and the same backup, uh, except you don't have the chance of being bumped and you don't have the chance of being canceled and you don't have, uh, you know, staff that's not used to doing this every day in board certified positions. Well, I think uh, we're glad that HIPAAvideo.net has brought you Dr. Joel Student, who has taught us a few things about why it's good to have your own surgical center, how it is uh, important to know that your doctor knows what's the wisest treatment for you and to guide you through a process of plastic surgery. So thank you so much, Dr. Joel Student. Thanks for having me, Vicki. My pleasure. Have a wonderful day. Bye. You too. Take care. Geraldo. Have you been using telemedicine yourself? You know, that's interesting, Vicki, because with the pandemic, uh, telemedicine is now becoming all the rage here in Cleveland with the Cleveland Clinic and University Hospitals, uh, you know, two great medical institutions. They've all gone to telemedicine for a lot of different reasons. Uh, you know, it gets the word out. It's so much less expensive, so much wear, uh, less wear and tear on the patient and the doctors. So it's cost effective. It's really a great way to get a doctor and a, and a patient speaking with one another in intimate circumstances, privacy, a good advice without the wear and tear of a personal visit. So uh, I think telemedicine is all the rage. Well, I know that you have been used to traveling the globe. Um, what are you doing now that the world has all slowed down? You know, the world certainly has shrunk my world and your world and everyone's world. We don't travel much. We live in Cleveland, Ohio. I have my television studio here in my home. Uh, so I do my Fox News uh, appearances from here. And then we do the radio show also from home. Eric and I, uh, Erica, my wife and I uh, co-host the radio show together. Uh, you know, we're having a lot of fun doing it. We don't agree on very much, but uh, we agree that we love each other. Well, listen, that's what makes for good television, that makes for good radio, that makes for good journalism. Right. If we all taught the same thing, life would not be very interesting. And I know you keep life interesting. Thank you so much for being with me. I'm so grateful. And, you know, thank you for sharing your input and knowledge. This is Victoria Schnepps, Straight Talk, Health and Wellness. And thank you for tuning in. We've been brought to you by HIPAAvideo.net. Get more information by going to their website. Our podcast can be heard on schnepsbroadcasting.com and wherever podcasts are heard. Vicki Schnepps signing off. Bye now.